0: I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. If you are a man who has set out, set foot outside in the summer, you absolutely need the products from Manscaped. Not only are you going to be able to cut down on the heat in that region by, you know, reducing um, the fur, if you will, uh, but you've got the crop preserver, you've got the crop reviver, all the incredible products from Manscaped that will truly make your summer more enjoyable whether you're out on the golf course uh fishing whatever you're doing out there in the heat you need manscaped to uh truly enjoy your experience not be like that guy who's always complaining about the heat you know you got stuff going on no 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 not when you go to manscaped and use the code dnvr20 to get 20 percent off plus free shipping incredible products across the board from manscaped make sure you hit them up today Welcome in to the DNBR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online has 40 plus online and hybrid programs and up to 750 different classes. Whatever area you are looking to further your education in, MSU Denver is the place for you to go. Rigorous and affordable programs. You can get done quick. You can really go at your own pace. It's really awesome. Everything they've got going over there. So, msudenver.edu online is the place to go. Check it out.
1: My boys, happy Friday. The squad's all here. Oh, man, what a perfect way to go into the weekend.
0: Well, you, are, you, are you starting your vacation this weekend? Uh, yep, just after this podcast. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Uh, where are you headed again? Uh,
1: Going up to the mountains, hitting Frisco, hitting Snowmass, and uh, just going to be in the great outdoors of Colorado.
0: That's amazing. Sounds awesome. This might come as a surprise to you guys, but uh, I'm planning on playing golf this weekend. Oh, Uh, wow. So, yeah, you know, really uh, going out on a limb, changing (laughs) things up a little bit. So you'll have
1: your Strawberry Sky. And you'll have your manscape before. And then maybe you'll uh, even play some WGT before to get you ready.
0: Yeah, you know, just a totally out of character weekend. Is what I'm looking for. <laughs> breck brews and beer and just all those things that I normally don't do.
2: There's something to be said for staying on brand.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Heading down to the DNVR bar tomorrow night to watch the fights. Another thing that I've never done before. Oh, no, I do that every other week, too. So, Uh uh, you know, just keeping it on brand this weekend and uh, excited about it. Mace, what do you got going on?
2: Uh, I am uh, chasing around two puppies because um, my sister-in-law dropped off her uh, 12-week-old puppy while she goes on a a little bit of a trip up uh, into the mountains of Wyoming. So, I don't just have one little puppy biting my ear and biting my beard. I have two. So this is going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a blast.
0: So There are have, mountains <laughs> in Wyoming.
2: <laughs> yeah. Some pretty beautiful ones as a matter of fact. Uh, oh, I thought it was all just flat and windy.
1: So Kansas. do you have 24 weeks of puppy on your hands right now?
2: Uh, if you combine their ages, twelve and sixteen weeks, it'd be twenty-eight. And wow. you know, and we've have them both here for another week. The, the The cool thing though is, Ruby, the puppy that we have, has already taken to Zoe, the puppy that we are uh, hosting for a few for a few days here. They sleep in the same crate together. They just kind of cuddle up with each other. They play all the
0: time. They're oh. they're just having a ball oh how cute uh well though maybe not having a ball and uh snuggling up next to each other is Justin Simmons and the Denver Broncos and you know well we'll start with the headline and then we'll kind of peel the layers back a little bit the headline that's floating around out there is uh, Justin Simmons on playing on 2020 season on the franchise tag quote if the Broncos wanted to get a deal done they would have now s- some people out there might try to twist this as Justin Simmons um, taking a shot or Justin Simmons I don't know maybe not being humble or just you know anything along those lines that that might be a narrative that people out there are trying to craft and I just don't understand because everything Justin Simmons said is just a fact. Like, if, if you don't need to go any further than this week and point at the Kansas City Chiefs to prove that if a team wants to get a deal done, they'll get it done. Now, yes, we can go down the whole road of the pandemic and this, that, and the other thing. The truth is, if the Broncos wanted to get a deal done for Justin Simmons where they would have paid him $4 million more this year, it would have been done. So all Justin Simmons did was say a fact. And I, I just I, – I can't I, – I'm not going to sit here and have people try and make it sound like Justin Simmons is being, you know, the bad guy in this situation. But all he did was just say the truth. Broncos wanted to get the deal done. They would have got it done. They had a number. They told him the number. The Broncos wanted to dance around. They were going to get the hometown discount, this, that, and the other thing. No. Pay the man his money. The fact is, if you wanted to get it done, you would have got it done.
1: If you loved him and could not imagine life without him for the next five years, Ryan, you're right. A deal would have been done. Now, maybe they really, really, really like him. Maybe they love him and they just aren't sure about the next five years. They're only sure about the next one year. Well, that's, that's what this tells me is that the Broncos aren't yet sure about that five-year love commitment. And so Justin's absolutely right. It, the, the pandemic, certainly, we, we've talked about it at nauseum of, of how it impacted it, and I think it's legitimate. But the pandemic didn't say uh, no one can get a deal done. I mean, the Chiefs, how much have they handed out? $600 million in the past week in the exact same pandemic that the Broncos are in. So, Justin's right. If, a deal, if, if the Broncos really wanted him, it's not like he was saying, uh, I'm asking for uh, – uh, a new team so it doesn't matter how much money you're paying me uh, I'm not going to sign here no if the Broncos would have made him the highest paid safety in the league my guess is he would have been signed right now
0: oh Mace is muted
1: muted, muted Mace. Well, you know <laughs> you, why do you always have to yell it out Zach I mean because
2: you're yelling it when I'm literally unmuting myself it's like it's come my, on man. it's
1: my it's my treat Mace
2: I know it's like you're. Yeah, I mean, my boys muted. Yeah, everyone take a drink. That that should be the Zach a Zach Stephen's drinking game.
1: Well, it is. It is Friday, <laughs> I, so that would be uh, that would be that, fitting.
0: I think this, I have that, a perfect is, record of never speaking when I was muted. I I do yeah. think you do. I think I have
1: one or two. Ooh,
0: ooh, tough. <laughs> yeah. So
2: anyway, I wish it was like the radio where it's the cough button where you just kind of hit it and then you. You, you take your hand off it. See, that, that's the sort of thing I got used to. And uh, the Zoom thing, it's it's still confounding me a bit. But anyway, Justin has a point. I mean, the thing, but there's also the point that you can talk about the cash situation. You can talk about how the uh, salary cap as of right now could drop by, uh, by anywhere from $40 million to $70 million, depending on uh, what estimate you have. Uh, I think they're going to work that 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 out, though, eventually, because it behooves both sides. I mean, it behooves a bunch of teams to not have the cap take a catastrophic drop next year, because if that's the case, you're going to see cuts left and right from a, a number of teams, including the Broncos, by the way, who have already have $159 million worth of uh, commitments coming up on their books for 2021. So that it can be considered to be an issue, but that's an issue that I think is going to work itself out. So look, the chiefs found a way to get done. The Titans found a way to get done with Derrick Henry. The Browns found a way to get done with miles Garrett. I see where Justin Simmons is coming from here. Yeah. If they, if they love, if they really loved you, they'd make
0: the deal. Yeah. And that word love is just being tossed around a lot this week. The Broncos love Justin Simmons, but you know, they, uh, they just want to see her, whatever. No, that you don't get to, that's those two words don't get to go with not getting a deal done. Can I get Uh, a
1: dating reference here, Ryan?
0: Yeah, exactly (laughs) what I was working towards, Zach. Look, if you tell a girl I love you and then she says, cool. So you you think we're going to date for the next five years? And then you say, well, (laughs) let's take this one year at a time. All right. You don't love her. Like, you just don't. If you don't see the next five years, you don't love them.
1: Yes. <laughs> and
0: that's where the Broncos at. The Broncos don't love Justin Simmons. The Broncos like Justin Simmons a lot. And they're not ready to say the L word yet. Um, and anything, anything that, where they're saying that they do. No. The Chiefs love Chris Jones. The Titans love Derrick Henry. And the Browns love Miles Garrett. End the list. Like, if you love them, you get it done. And the Broncos are showing that they, they do not – they're not sure yet if they love Justin Simmons. Uh, maybe they'll love Justin Simmons by the end of next year, um, but it's going to cost them a lot more money. And if Justin Simmons goes out there and balls out the way that we think he's going to, or at least I think he's going to uh, this season in Vic Fangio's defense, well, the price could go up significantly. And uh, that, that diamond on the hand is going to have to get a little bigger. Well,
1: and that's exactly how Justin's feeling too. He, he continued and said, year two in Invict system with all the weapons that we have. I'm more than confident in myself and what I can do moving forward. We'll just have to see. It's a business decision on both ends. Whatever is in my best interest and my family's best interest is always what I'm going to do.
0: There you go. Um, so no you know, hometown discounts. Nope. And I think, honestly, I think the days of hometown discounts are in the past. Yeah. When's the last time you saw a player take a hometown discount? I mean, you can maybe talk about Mahomes, you know, uh, getting a half a billion dollar dealer might be a, a hometown <laughs> discount somewhere in there, but um, that's and, almost like i I'm not going to rake you over the coals just because I can discount.
2: Well, and, and, That's actually more
0: of the, uh, that's,
2: that's more of the, I'd like to have a few teammates around me. Yes. Discount. <laughs> that's what that is. That's like, that's saying, you know, uh, I, I maybe I could go out there alone, but uh, I'm really concerned about who's going to block for me. I'm really concerned about uh, being able to take the field without the other team scoring every time. That's the, that's the Patrick Mahomes discount, if any, if anything. But hometown discount. I mean, the only time, the only types of hometown discounts we've seen on the market this year are the ones that involved uh, coming back after the market uh, didn't bear what the player wanted, like Shelby Harris. And that's a different type of deal.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. in the age of player empowerment, uh, you're just not going to see these hometown discounts go. I mean, these guys pay attention to the other leagues. Like, these NFL players are watching the NBA players. Just, they're running the league. Like, the owners just, just, like, get out of the way, let the players do their thing. And they're making way more money than them. And I just think that there's a lot of guys saying right now, we are the product. We – in the end, control this, you know, maybe Derrick Derek Henry probably could have got more. Maybe that was more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, a security discount. Right. Like, he just wanted to make sure that he was locked in. Um, because there's another side of this when you play another year, which is that injury is always on the table.
1: Yeah. And so
0: I, I'm not going to knock Derek Henry for saying, hey, man, I'm a, you know, I touched the ball a whole lot of times and I got guys flying at me all day, every day. I'll take my, what did he get? Uh, 25. Okay, yeah. I'll take my 25 guaranteed and just make sure that I have that in the bank. You know, my family will be set for generations with this. Yeah. Uh, So I understand that. But again, I don't think that's a hometown discount. I think that's a, I want to make sure I get some money in the bank.
1: Most of the time. In order to truly get a hometown discount, it shouldn't be hometown, called a hometown discount because most of the time in order to get that, you have to give up something too. And when this happens, uh, it's because you pay a guy early. And Philip Lindsay's is a great example of this. He's going to make $700,000 this year. Would he take a, quote, hometown discount right now? I think he would, and uh, maybe if he was on the open market, he could get let's say six million dollars this year if he were on the open market. Well, you could get him for a hometown discount this year for maybe five, maybe four and a half million dollars. But the reason is is because you'd be paying him an additional three to four to five million this year. So it's not really a hometown discount. It's what well, what's a good word? It, it, it's because he's getting something too. He's getting millions of dollars this year which he otherwise wouldn't get uh and we we talked about this earlier in the week guys and that's the benefit of locking players up early is you do pay a little more uh by doing it early you pay more up front but then in years two three four five of those contracts you do save a couple bucks
0: yeah it's it's not a hometown discount it's an early bird special
2: (laughs) exactly it's assuming some risk because if you pay a player one year early and he gets hurt, then yeah, there's going to be a there's going to be a potential downside to it. You may end up having a deal that is bad, but that but uh, what is really the risk of that? What what is the risk of a significant injury happening in that one year between when you could sign him for more money or when you did sign him if you get him done early? That's that that's the thing, and I think there have been. There have been more rolls of the dice that worked out in favor of the team by by paying a player, or by paying a player early, as long as it wasn't a ridiculous type of deal. I mean, I'm not saying that the Broncos should have played, paid Trevor Simeon in 2017, like a lot of people were suggesting back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you're gonna hit on some, you're gonna miss on some, just in the same way that you are if you wait. You know, there's no guarantees of anything. To me, as soon as you see signs of a high-level player, you should start to pounce. Um, And the Broncos have been really bad at that. And it's going to cost some money here with Justin Simmons, too. If they want to keep him, heck, maybe they don't want to keep him. Maybe they don't love him at all. Right. And maybe they'll say,
1: we want him for the next two years while Vic finds another safety, and so we'll franchise tag him again. And at that point, if he plays on a second franchise tag, you're saying – we like the value we're getting we we got you for 25 million over two years uh and then uh we'll, we'll see you later
0: yeah and then you and then you bring the hold out into play and the, like don't show up until week six or whatever when you have to i mean you don't you never mm-hmm. want to get there with anyone it's just, it's just bad business and justin simmons is extremely respected around the league he's extremely respected in the locker room you don't want to do bad business with justin simmons and the Broncos are kind of already trending that way. So anyways, going back to the original point, Justin Simmons said if they wanted to get a deal done, they would have. It's That is a fact and nothing more and nothing less. Yeah,
1: exactly. And the Broncos are rolling the dice. And so is Justin. Uh, but he said with all the weapons we have, which is a brilliant point. By the way, he's playing next to uh, Kareem Jackson, a high-paid safety, he's in the highest-paid secondary in the NFL. He's in the highest-paid safety group right now. He's on the highest-paid defense, so he it he doesn't just have to play extremely well. If he plays well and the defense plays up to their potential, well, he's in part going to look very, very good. Uh, and it is like playing on a on a contract year again. And the good news for the Broncos is. He had his best season by far when he was on his contract year last year. If that happens again, well, isn't that what you want? Don't you want to draft uh, and build elite players organically? Well, that's what the Broncos are going to do, especially if Justin Simmons proves for a second year that his, he's this elite player. You can't let those guys walk. You, you just can't.
0: Yep, exactly. So don't tell someone you love them and then uh, get all weird when they start talking about having kids with you. (laughs) Just saying. Also, can you believe that they're doing this to the guy who's literally
2: the team's man of the year right now? I mean, it's not just the football playing. It's, it's not just what he does on the field. It's what he does off the field. I think one of the things that's so great about Justin Simmons is that he is the complete package. He's, he's literally everything you want in a player and a person this isn't somebody who's a bad character guy he is the exact opposite of that this is somebody this is somebody you feel comfortable building your franchise around having him be one of your building blocks I just I'm I mean I understand the the economics of the current situation but still I'm I'm baffled they couldn't find a way to get this done
0: yeah and the thing, uh, I almost think that's letting them off the hook too much. They could find a way to get it done. They just didn't want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting, uh, wasn't Mike Sullivan, the, uh, the, the former contract uh, and cap guy for the Broncos, wasn't he such a tough negotiator? And uh, maybe that's one of the reasons that the Broncos decided to uh, move in another direction with him after this past season. Uh, and uh, yet he got deals done uh with all the franchise guys that they ever had. Now, uh Rich Rich Hortada, is that it? Hortado. Hortado comes in, and this is his first year, and heck, but may- maybe this was under John's direction, but we know that Rich was talking with Justin Simmons uh reps. He was the, the contact point and a deal not able to be reached. Um maybe that maybe it's what John Elway wanted though. I'm not saying that Rich did a bad job, but uh Uh, It is interesting that this is the first year a contract doesn't get done. I know there's a pandemic and everything else going on, but this is also the first year under John Elway that there's a new uh, cap guy.
0: Yep. All very interesting. And unfortunately this was all sunshine and rainbows for a long time. You know, both sides, of course, we're going to get a deal done. We love each other. We're going to do this. And we've officially entered where it's not going to look like that for, uh, it's just not, it's not going to look like that anymore. You know, Justin was like, of course I'll play under the franchise tag and I'll do whatever it takes. And the Bronco, John Elway. So, Oh yeah, we're definitely going to get a deal done with Justin. Well, now what? I mean, we're back to square one. Well, what's interesting
2: is that the the athletic earlier this month had a survey of agents regarding uh, general, like general managers and uh, front office people and uh, there was a question that was asked among general managers or front office leaders, whom do you trust the least? Bill Belichick got the most votes. The, ne- the guy who got the next no- number of votes on this thing on The Athletic was John Elway, and uh, one of the quotes that was given by an agent about Elway went like this, quote, he has to win every negotiation. It sucks dealing with him, ellipsis. He's had the longest run of any GM in terms of hiring new coaches, new head coaches, and missing on first-round draft picks. It's unbelievable nobody else gets to do that. If they have an owner that's involved, there's no other GM that would be able to do that.
1: Well, that owner clearly likes John. That was a, an agent? Well, that, that agent. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that yeah, agent. yeah. That agent clearly likes John. Yikes. Yeah, like literally the, the,
2: the, the least trusted thing, it went Bill Belichick, John Elway, Bill O'Brien. Oh, not wow. good company. And oh. one of the quotes about John Elway was, now that Bruce Allen is out in Washington, it's John Elway. And you know, Bruce Allen's
0: reputation is just uh,
1: – uh, yikes. Getting worse by the minutes
0: too. Yeah, just not where you want to be. And, and the last thing I'll say on this is just don't, don't fall for any propaganda, for let, lack of a better term, that tries to, uh, tries to paint Justin as the villain here because it's just not true. It's, it's, he, didn't, he, didn't, he hasn't even said anything like controversial. No,
1: no, but Ryan, one of the things that, that
0: you said um, is
1: Justin was all for being very public about how he'll play on the franchise tag this year. Um, I don't think we'll see that this year, uh, toward the end of the season when he's asked, uh, will you play under the franchise tag for a second year? I, my guess is we won't see him be that public and straightforward about how he's willing to do anything for the Broncos.
0: I mean, he did it... <laughs> he pressed all the right buttons, you know, even to the point of that, that one, like he was trying to play the good guy role and it would have been very smart of the Broncos to reward him for that because other players would have seen that and said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll play that game too. Oh, what can I, will I play under the franchise? tag? Of course I'll do whatever it takes, whatever's best for the team. And then you give him a deal. Well, then the next guy who's asked that question says, Oh yeah, I'll play that game too. But now, now you're right Justin's gonna you know they're gonna we're gonna ask him hey would you play under the franchise tag next year he's in in his mind he's gonna say I already tried being the good guy here and it didn't do anything for me so no I'm I don't know I'm not going to pay, play under the franchise tag next year
1: right exactly and that th- this is one of the weirdest things is because this seemed like it was going to be the easiest long-term deal that John always ever worked out and it turns out to be the only one, the only franchise tag player that hasn't got a deal done. It's I've honestly never heard John Elway even be so public about wanting to re-sign someone and had just how there's no question that they're going to re-sign him. I've never heard John do that. That's not John's personality. He, he knows the power of negotiating and holding those things back. And he didn't do it with Justin. That's why it was like, okay, this thing isn't going to go to the deadline. And then when it come, came to the deadline, it's just, it's just crazy that a deal didn't get done.
0: Very crazy. Very crazy. It's it's crazy.
2: I mean, I, I do wonder if something like the fact that Justin Simmons had only the one second-team All-Pro selection compared to the fact that Demarius Thomas had two, uh, Ryan Clady had been a first-team All-Pro twice, and then a second-team All-Pro, and then Von Miller had stacked together multiple good seasons. I mean, I'm not defending. I'm just saying that I think – if they looked at this deal, maybe they looked at it in terms of, okay, these were the previous non-special teams guys that we franchised and all of them were at least second team, all pro a minimum of twice before we gave them this deal. And Justin Simmons was one, but that's, I think that something like that may have led to some of the bottom line thinking as well. Again, not saying it's right because Justin Simmons clearly trending in the right direction and it's, and part of it is it's, it's not just the f- football with Justin Simmons. It's the whole package.
0: Yeah, and, and just don't say you love him. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then you don't love him. Right, right, I, I, exactly.
1: Was John buttering up Justin, maybe? Because like I said, I just, that's so not John Elway to do. So was it intentional to, to butter him up and say, we love you so much, we love you so much? Oh, and because I've said how much I love you, you're going to take a discount.
0: Uh, that's he, I, th- I think that they just thought, oh, we're going to be able to get him for 13 million a year or whatever. You know, he's they'll start at 15 and they'll come back and we'll get this nice little discount on a player that we think could be one of the best safeties in the league for a long time. And I just think they thought it was going to be so easy. And I think Justin Simmons agent was probably like, no way. You're a second-team All-Pro, which tells us at the very worst you were the fourth-best safety in the NFL last year. You can make the case for third. The uh, number one ranked at your position from PFF. There's no, absolutely no way we're settling for less than highest-paid safety money. Yep,
1: yep, exactly. And I'm sure that's where they were. And the Broncos said, "Now nah, we want to make you the fifth or sixth highest-paid safety."
0: Fifth or sixth ain't gonna cut it. If a guy's in the top five and he's and it's his turn. For a new deal, he gets number one money. That's just the way these things work. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, one place I would sign to a long-term deal is Breckenridge Brewery. The ultimate weekend Kickstarter. Go, go down to Davidson's or wherever your local lo- liquor store or even local grocery store is now. And uh, just get yourself a 15-can sampler, maybe a 15-can Mile High City or 15-can Strawberry Sky and a 15-can Hot Peak. And just make yourself, you know, uh, uh, 30 RK specials this weekend. If you space them out, you can probably do that responsibly. Uh, So uh, head down, find your Breck Brew. Whatever is your favorite type of beer, Breck Brew has something for you, and you're going to love it.
1: And when you have a Breck Brew in your hand, why don't you check out thednvr.com and check out our Colorado Rugby Coverage because guys, it was just announced that Infinity Park in Glendale will be the new official training center for men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. That means Colorado is the place to be for rugby in the United States. So make sure you're keeping up to speed with us and our reporter Colton Strickler on DNVR Rugby's podcast, on thednvr.com on our rugby channel, and also on Twitter at DNVR Rugby. Guys, Colton's doing a great job of breaking down the teams, everything that's going on, but also teaching us the game of rugby. So make sure to check him out on all three platforms.
2: Yeah, from reading Colton, for example, I learned that there was a rugby team in Tokyo called the Tokyo Gas.
1: Oh. (laughs) Is that a good Uh, name or a bad name?
2: I thought Tokyo Gas was what happened when you were in Japan and you ate too many
0: beans.
1: (laughs) so probably not a good name then
0: it's interesting yeah it is interesting i mean i don't know maybe they should just be the tokyo drift
1: (laughs) yeah that would be a lot better
2: Uh, the only drift that i recall is the trevor simeon drift
1: oh Oh, wow you really got to do that especially when he's expecting his first child this this winter mace really
2: Hey, congratulations <laughs> to, to Trevi Trev. Oh, the, the memories will last forever. I was actually going through some photos last night, going through my old archives, and found some photos of Trevor Simeon wearing the jersey number three before he changed to 13. I think he should have kept number three. I thought he looked good in a
0: single digit.
1: If he kept three, maybe there wouldn't be another three in town right now.
0: Mm, maybe I don't think so. Uh, Let's get into the questions from the listeners And this one comes in from Missouri Bronco Who says, hey guys, I was catching up with the pods While listening to Tuesday's one About Madden disrespect to Drew Came across two things Mace's emphatic, huh? Scoff after Baker and Jacob Eason's 93 throw power uh, Was revealed Is my second favorite mace behind uh, Guttural (laughs) Jano Ahead of
2: 75- (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh suggestion about the comment section what if there was a set deadline or limit for comments to be posted for example 10 30 p.m mountain time or a 30 comment limit this way members wouldn't have to repost as often and there wouldn't be any confusion for new members keep up the great coverage dnvr has become my sole source for broncos news uh yeah it, it, we've considered it you know thankfully i think the comment section is pretty uh it's been pretty on point recently, but I have a feeling when we get around to a uh, football season, we might have more, uh, 50, 60. I think we once had a 70 comment show. <laughs> we'll probably mm-hmm. have to, uh, have to figure something out. Um, <laughs> before we uh before we have that
1: happening every day (laughs) yeah and the reason if we don't get to some of your comments now uh is because we have like a two-hour turnaround on when we can post the pod and when we finish it so um if you post a comment in that time then we have finished doing the pod but it just hasn't posted yet so that's why so we appreciate you just posting it again mark it snatch says hey guys the line responding to homer's question why do you look like Cesar Romero gets me every time? Because you don't know who Cesar Chavez looks like. It's crazy how significant the episode is to the team. The team renamed itself the Albuquerque Dukes to, t- to the Topes because of how perfectly the name fit in town. The, Na- the National Nuclear Sciences Museum is in Albuquerque. All round isotopes park. You'll find paintings of the Simpsons family, a statue of Homer, even the same toppings on the Topes hot dog. And the best part, the street this stadium is on, Avenida uh, Ev- Cesar Chavez. Avenida. Avenida, thank you. Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Wow, that's good. <laughs> on to football. This came up earlier in the week. But let's dig in team by team. Today, the black and silver. What is your favorite game against the Raiders? And for Mace, what is your favorite Bucks game against the black and gold Saints? Didn't we already do favorite Raiders game?
2: We did. Yep. We did. Yes. So, yes. So first of all, Isotope's Park is some place that I, as a Simpsons fan, a baseball fan, need to make a pilgrimage to. I may actually take my my daughter if we ever have an excuse to go down for a little trip in New Mexico. We'll hopefully uh things be back to normal and make it over there because that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. And it's worth
0: it for the food alone.
2: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, like Santa Fe, Albuquerque the The cuisine is amazing down there, and my favorite Bucks game against the Black and Gold Saints. It would probably have to be the game that they played in, I believe it was Week 15 of 2001. Uh, the Bucks are are pushing for the playoffs. The Saints are right there. Basically, both teams are battling to get a potential wild card spot. They were both in the playoffs the year before. It was a huge game and. The Bucs absolutely throttled them, 48-21. I think there was a pick six toward the end of the game that sort of, that sort of iced it. It basically set the Bucks up to be in playoff position, knocked the Saints out of the playoffs. And this was before they became division rivals. This was the last year the Bucs were in the NFC Central and the Saints were in the NFC West.
1: But that's the one that, that jumps out to me as my personal favorite good one nice that's a, yeah that sounds fine i mean when everything's on the line that's that's when they're the most fun mm-hmm. locks goaded says hey guys after listening for almost two years i finally have worked up the money as a broke college student to subscribe and just wanted to thank you guys for the content that has kept me entertained daily for a long time
0: We We got got (laughs) them.
1: My question for today is, who is your favorite UDFA from this year? Broncos have a history of turning some of them into stars and wanted to know who you guys thought this year was the most likely.
0: Man, it's been so long since we talked about football I don't even know I, I don't even remember uh, Levante Bellamy right that's a guy yeah yeah yep. a
2: guy with a lot of speed at running yeah. back I, I also like uh, the the corner from Wake Forest to Sang Bassey of course oh yeah was, now they're
0: all coming back to me <laughs> yeah
2: and of course was the second Wake Forest defensive player they added as a rookie this year and there was another receiver that they added from Wake Forest Kendall Hinton but ba- Bassey I think even if the practice squad situation had been what it was in previous years only 10 guys I think he was a good bet to to at least make the practice squad if not sneak on to the 53 as the last cornerback very underrated
1: player yeah well and if camp size is shrunk down from 90 to 75 you may only see one or two of these guys get an opportunity
0: oh man that's going to cause for a lot of table pounding if the roster is uh... 75 yeah there,
2: some of those guys may be casualties but also some of the you know reserve future guys or guys from last year's practice squad that came back that the broncos did get a look at last year may also be casualties as well they may say that you know we saw enough of this guy we want to get a look at them at the newer guy exactly right. yep count locula robert mondavi nearly broke himself to honor grape grower contracts when prices fell out the bottom When the waters rose, all the growers of the good juice stayed with Robert instead of the competition, his own brother, and he is the reason we have fine wine in America today. Read The Rise and Fall of the House of Mondavi if you want the whole riveting tale. Sometimes you have to make decisions that resonate outside the axiom of good business. It's about people sometimes, your people. Fortune favors the bold, and I fear that our beloved number seven has gotten way too conservative in more ways than one. I am loath to believe that I am correct, but I suspect that
1: I am. Love the count. Wow. That is just impressive how he, how he wrapped a, a wine story into this beautifully, but yeah, I mean, that, that that's the argument um, from the side of saying it's more than just football and it's more than just uh, uh, making sure that you win every negotiation.
0: Yeah. It's not always about winning, you know, not like not everything is a game. Uh, and I think that that sometimes gets lost here uh, in these negotiations. It's like, you guys can both win. If you get a deal done with Justin Simmons, you both won. You get to keep Justin Simmons, and Justin Simmons gets paid. Like, you don't have to all, save a million dollars here and there every time. It's just – it's a, it's a win the battle, lose the war type of thing.
1: Uh, uh, isn't that what makes – has made John Elway so great? And with the Denver Broncos throughout his entire career, he, even as a player, was just that fierce competitor, uh, and in everything he did, not just on the field. And as we're finding out now, he he has that with everything he does now. It's not just about winning Sundays; it's about winning every single deal he does in the off season. And maybe that's this is the downside, is what we're seeing to that is uh, when it does cost maybe a, a player for the
0: long term, or at least a player's morale a little bit for a season yep totally from grumpy pancake whoa my band got played on on a dnvr broncos podcast am i dreaming <laughs> really thank you guys so much for giving ozonic a spin i love that term give it a spin <laughs> um i made sure to give you guys a shout out on my social media so some of my fellow friends who may not yet know the goodness that is dnvr now onto some broncos talk I have a question that may seem silly, but it's something I have yet to grasp the concept of. What does it mean when a player gets the franchise tag? I know the actual game of football, like the back of my hand, but when it comes to all the business stuff, I get so confused. Would you be able to explain this term to me in a way that is not legal speak? Thanks again. Much love, Colin.
1: Well, yeah, and this is a very good question, a fair question. So the franchise tag is when uh, a player on a team, his contract expires, and that team, it has to be that team that he was just on, says, we don't want to let you go. So when they place the franchise tag on them, it's essentially a one-year deal that the player has no say in. And the money is, um, what is it, the top five or the top, it's the average of the top five players at his position. Uh, and that's Correct. what he gets for that one season. Now, when a, a player gets franchise tagged, it happens before free agency, so they can't talk to other teams. And you have a couple of months to negotiate a long-term deal. But then once that deadline comes in the middle of July, if a long-term deal is not negotiated, then that player has to play on that one-year franchise tag. And for Justin, uh, the average of the top five safeties this year was $11 uh, million. So that's what he's playing on this year. So now they can't negotiate a long-term deal until the f- after the final day of the Broncos season.
2: Yeah, and really – the other thing with the franchise tag is it goes back to when free agency first came into the NFL in 1993, and it was basically a carrot to the smaller market, smaller revenue owners who feared as you got into free agency that their teams would be plundered. And even in a salary cap structure where there's revenue sharing around the league felt that they wouldn't be able to keep keep players so the franchise tag mechanism was created to allow smaller markets to keep players. And even though basically what it is, is it's only something that just buys you time because you still have to figure out a way to get a long-term deal done or the franchise tag becomes unreasonable. That's why there's a penalty for franchise tagging a guy for a second consecutive year. That salary goes up 20%. Of course, that being said, if the Broncos tag Justin Simmons next year, they're still not paying him $14 million. It's still, they're still going to the, uh, be in the $13.7 million range for Justin Simmons. Yep, exactly.
1: Crabtree's Chain says, who's your favorite random Bronco? I'm talking someone goes, oh, yeah, that guy. I'll go with Tony Scheffler on offense and Terrence Potrose-Knighton on defense. I'm 25, May. so sorry I don't know who looks up Broncos 1981 roster
0: Barney Chavis is Chavis good job Chavis Chavis. good job job. uh you went random enough on the offense I'm calling not random enough on defense pot roast not random enough based on your own rules
1: yeah everyone knows pot roast
0: yeah Uh, I will go um Favorite random player on defense. I've said his name before on this podcast. I still don't even know why I like him so much. Uh, But Lenny Walls. (laughs) Lenny Walls is my favorite random Bronco on defense. Favorite random Bronco on offense. Man, it's really hard to have a good player on offense who's random because everyone knows the skill position, guys. Um. Uh, Let me think here. I I don't know. I'm going to need a second on that one. Yeah, this is really tough. I'll
2: I'll give you defense, Bertrand Berry. Offense, I think this guy's probably uh, enough to be random. Jeb Putzier or Putzier.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one.
2: It's officially Putzier, but I see the name and it's and I keep thinking it should be
1: Putzier to this day. I'll go with, uh, on offense, um, Ryan's guy, Bradley Van Pelt. Oh, my God. That does not count. (laughs) (laughs) You still
2: see Van Pelt jerseys from time to time. That's the best part of that. I mean, he barely (laughs) played in the regular season, and yet CSU fans adored him so much that you still see Bradley Van Pelt or as a uh, Bronco's PR staffer at the time, Mark Cicero, used to call him Bradley Van Heisman. He she absolutely loved everything BVP.
1: On, on defense, I'll go with uh, uh, Lowell Latulule.
0: He was literally there for one practice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the ultimate one is done. <laughs> all right i'll throw out a super random one who i thought was going to be really dope and was for like two weeks uh running back ryan terrain Ooh. Mm. well arizona state product in the shanahan era where it literally didn't matter who they were put under uh behind the quarterback they were gonna run for 100 yards that week and i think he had like three really good weeks and then tore his acl yeah um, yeah
1: Shout out to Mike Shanahan for being able to, like you said, put anyone back there and it was successful.
0: Which is why the 49ers aren't going to pay Raheem Mostert. Right. Yeah.
1: Then they just went from, what, three or four running backs that they had to one or two.
0: This is like, oh, And they still, jerk, know, yeah, they still have Jerk McKinnon there. They'll be fine. Going back to our um, analogies from earlier, you know, this is your friend who uh, never goes home alone from the bar. And so he's not looking to fall. They're not looking to fall in love. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 we'll show up at the bar and we'll uh, find a thousand yard running back there.
1: It's really oh true.
0: <laughs> All right. Mason, I got to hop off
1: you.
2: here. Well, oh. well, well, okay. Let me do this one real quick. And then I got to hop off because um, we got to I got to go to an FLPA conference call here. Count Locula said that closing track you played yesterday is fire sweet to hear one of our own making rad music like that. Give, thanks for giving these folks a platform. Love the count. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, man. I was, loved having that on the, at the end of the
0: show. Yeah, nothing look at that. Lo- nothing we love more than uh, elevating the people in this community any way we can. So uh, if we can play your music on the podcast, we'd love to. All right. All right. Bye, talk to you guys Monday. See you, Mace. Talk to
2: you, RK, on Monday. Zach, have a great
1: vacation. Thank yes. you, sir. Have a good right. PA call. That sounds uh, thrilling.
2: Yeah, you know, well, maybe we'll get a little idea about uh, how negotiations are going,
1: right? It's, <laughs> it's true. It's good stuff to know.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. See you. See you, Mace. All right. We're uh, going to cut out Mace. And if you need to cut something out, you should maybe get Manscaped because you can do it without hurting yourself. The Lawnmower Mower 3.0, it's got nick-free technology uh, to make sure that you uh, don't cut yourself in the place that you want to cut yourself the absolute least uh so hit up manscape use the code dnvr and get free shipping uh plus 20 percent dnvr 20 for free shipping plus 20 percent off your entire purchase and i'll just say don't don't just get the lawnmower get the entire perfect package 3.0 it's got a comfy set of boxers in there it's got all the products i've been telling you guys about for weeks it's got a body wash it's got a toiletry kit Honestly, all the tools that you need, uh, and I highly recommend it. So hit up Manscaped, use that code DNBR20.
1: Since it's just the two of us now, Ryan, we may need a little jolt in this podcast. And if you need your own personal jolt, chalk out Strava Craft Coffee, where you'll get the jolt that you need, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, evening, because Strava is not only delicious coffee, but it's CBD-infused Which just helps with anything going on in the body aches, pains, headaches, migraines, whatever's going on, it helps ease that. And also, let's say uh, the jolt's a little too much, the coffee jolts too much. Well, uh, CBD helps with any jitters that you get from coffee. So it really is the perfect two in one combo for you. And even better, maybe make it three-in-one combo. If you use the code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off your online purchase. So check out Strava Craft Coffee. Use that code DNVR20 for 20% off your
0: online purchase. The All right. You, the way that you say jolt. It's kind of jolting me.
1: Over <laughs> Good. Trying to wake us up. get us Get us jolted into the weekend.
0: <laughs> Hard J. <laughs>
1: exactly
0: (laughs) okay next one comes in from homegrown 30 my boys I'm a little delayed with this comment seeing that I'm a few pods behind but I had to say Zach had me rolling when he used the word nonner when referring to those who listen but are not subscribed what does that even mean
1: I I actually I can't take credit for this I gotta say that one of our uh, commenters said they are no longer a -er. nonner
0: okay Nonner is a term that maintenance personnel in the air force use to describe those who have admin jobs in the air force. The PC definition is a non sortie producing personnel. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, so, those who do not have an immediate impact on aircraft daily operations. It's just comical to hear the slang that we use on the flight line on this pod. No football comments today. Go Broncos, DNVR, Zach, RK, Mason, everyone in the community.
1: Oh, since non okay, maybe I'll take full credit for it. All
0: right. So, good.
1: those those noners out there, this weekend, why don't you
0: join us so you can leave your comments here? For some reason, the word "nonner" makes me think of eating, and now i'm hungry
1: it It makes me think of a banana like a nanner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like just not just like gnawing on some beef jerky
1: oh now I'm thinking of if you were to take that same philosophy of gnawing on beef jerky, but you did it on a banana just it would just be like gushy and salivay and mushy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're just not on a, a nanner
1: <laughs> yeah that's pretty gross reminds me of a baby or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god from super bowl and being just 26 years old i wasn't around when the simpsons started however mace i have to agree the best episodes are the early episodes oh and this is this is simpsons trivia uh, i don't know Do you want to take a uh,
1: <laughs> definitely not i'll know less than you <laughs>
0: Uh, we've got two here. Sorry, uh, sorry Zach, uh, other Zach, the one whose name is Super Bowl and on the podcast. Uh, you just missed Mace.
1: Yes. Leave, leave this on uh, today's pod and Mace will get to it on Monday. Drew Lockett says, hello again, gentlemen. Did you see that Bud Light is going to buy everyone in Denver above 21 years old a beer if Brandon McManus breaks the record for longest field goal? What are the realistic chances he actually does this this year? I somehow think the chances of him making the kick are way higher than the chances of Vic actually letting him try, especially after last year's fiasco. Anyway, thanks for everything you do. Hope you and your families are staying happy and healthy. You too, Drew Laca. Uh,
0: yeah, n- probably not going to happen. Um, also, like Brandon McManus is the subpar field goal kicker from beyond 50. So I don't know why uh, Vic Fangio would even want to go down that road.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really good point. And that's just truth. Those are the facts there, Ryan. Um, so the chances of... Truth. It's true. It's true. It's disrespectfully true. Uh, the chances of him making it are, I think, less than 50, right? Because beyond 50, I think he's been less than 50%. Uh, and the chance of him trying uh, 1%, I, I don't see it happening. Vic's... I don't think Vic's going to do that. So those are yeah. good odds when you, when you combine
0: them and do math. But I'm down for a free beer.
1: Oh, yeah. Would love that. <laughs> Orange and blue coming for you. PFF's got me effed up. Effed up, really? On Bud Light or something? Uh, he says, top five second-year QBs for the 2020 season. If you haven't seen it on NFL.com, you can guess where your boy is ranked. Shake my head. Please help me understand. Oh, he literally is making us guess where Drew Locke ranks. I guess I'm guessing fifth or not on the list. Probably. So who who would be ahead of him? Who was drafted ahead of him? Uh, Kyler. Kyler. Um. uh, they're gonna have Daniel Haskins. Yeah, Daniel Jones for sure. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. And then who are we? Of course, Drew was drafted fourth, but if Drew's really not even fourth.
0: I don't know. Jared Stidham? Jared Stidham?
1: Jared Stidham's not a second-year guy, is he? I don't think so. Yeah,
0: he is. Oh, he he is.
1: is. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yep, Jared Stidham for sure. I can't even think of a let Let's just double-check
0: on this. Uh, Orange and blue coming for you. you got to help us out a little bit next time. (laughs) PFF, top five.
1: But it's on NFL.com.
0: Oh, I thought he said PFF. He did. He said (laughs) both. Oh, my God.
1: a little collab between nfl.com and pff
0: oh it actually really is a cl- i just googled it, it is, <laughs> wow. on, a, on a nfl.com the article is titled pro football focuses top five second year Quarterbacks." oh Mets.
1: wow okay <laughs> tell me drew's on this list
0: oh my god you're gonna make me watch a freaking video are you <laughs> kidding me
1: of course they are it's one of those websites i'm surprised oh, they've got
0: minchu in there
1: Oh yep, okay, okay. So Kyler one.
0: Yeah, let's take a guess at this. Kyler one, DJ two. Yep. Minshew three, Haskins yep. four, Lock five. Oh boy. I would definitely go Kyler one, Lock two. Um, DJ no. Mm, uh, Minshew Minshew three, Daniel Jones four. I, I would
1: do uh, put DJ above Minshew, but it's close. And I would end list. I wouldn't even go to five.
0: Please tell me they have a graphic on here so I don't have to listen to this.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, it's a yep, video. Five.
0: They do have Drew ranked fifth. Oh, They've got Minshew fourth.
1: <laughs> if you don't know, this is uh, one of the things that will get Ryan the most upset is websites like these
0: seriously so true daniel jones is three okay and then so who so do we have left DJ. dwayne haskins is two no way. <laughs> what? what world are we living in
1: wait so who was left off
0: no they got it right well they had the same five as us no Jarrett stidham that we were talking about earlier gardner Minshew was oh
1: oh oh wow Dwayne Haskins. Wow. I'd probably put Jared Stidham ahead of Gardner.
0: They ha- Here's the uh, stat they used to back that up. Or not Dwayne Gardner. Haskins, 10th highest passing grade among quarterbacks after Washington's week 10 bye last season. Holy cow. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's some Quali- gymnastics to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Qualifying that one just a little bit. And How do you have
0: Trulock fifth?
1: That is just crazy. That is So PFF, they uh, they were spot on with where Drew Locke would be drafted. They said, uh, I think right at the Broncos pick pretty much is where they yep. had him going. So they were spot on on that. But they obviously didn't love him coming out of college because they had a second-round grade on him. I thought it was – both of us thought it was ludicrous that he fell to the second round because we didn't have a second-round grade on Drew Locke. And uh, – To me, this is just clearly saying they're still relying um, on their initial um, evaluation of him, their college evaluation.
0: Yeah, it's possible. Just that's a joke, honestly, a joke. Fifth is disrespectful. (laughs) That's ridiculous. O-M-A Jake.
1: I guess Zach's non-recollection of any Omaha names is my nudge that I need to comment once in a while. Oh, he's Oma Jake. Uh, while rather than listening like a fly on the wall all the time that being said when the dnvr bar is ready for some franchising opportunities to provide satellite locations for fans in other cities to frequent and meet up i got dibs i think that's legally how it works right such a cool theme can't wait to get out and visit well see i i, I wasn't too far off with the omaha since you're oma jake so uh uh but Thanks for giving us a shout out. So happy they're still running with us. And uh, yeah, when uh, we expand to Omaha, we'll have your name down.
0: Oh, Yeah, Omaha Broncos or Omaha Denver sports fans seems like an extremely niche market. But hey, you know, <laughs> get all of them to go to the bar every day, you might have something. There we go. <laughs> From our guy, LDJ Hey, guys, I haven't written as much, even though I'm listening daily, because I'm concerned we may have an inevitably delayed season. So I just can't get my hopes up. Things look incredibly bleak right now. Sorry, I had to chime in. I'm so sick of biased, idiotic, la- lack of perspective Broncos fans. Dude, you cannot brag about Justin Simmons and tell people he's the best safety in the league and be skeptics on why he doesn't deserve to be the highest paid safety. This is John Elway's fault. Get the deal done. I don't know if they, if they can get Jamal Adams or whatever uh, they're thinking, but this deal should have been done, and the narratives out there are annoying to me. There's... Uh, there's no excuse me, pay the man, hashtag blame Elway. I hope Justin has a first-team All-Pro season, and I hope uh, he overcharges Elway, because this has got to stop. 2017 is a horrendous draft, and this is your only jewel from it. Pay that man. I hope a deal gets done. Other than that, waiting to see the real Madden ratings, prepared to, see, uh, prepared to be pissed off, and waiting for a delayed season and preparing to be pissed off. Jeez, this is a
1: fired-up Friday right here. And, uh, yeah, it, it, Ryan, what do the Broncos hope uh, that Justin Simmons does this next year? What, what is there, if they could make a perfect scenario, what is it? Is it that he balls out and they make him the highest-paid safety? Is that, he, is that he plays worse, and so they get a deal? I mean, what, what's, what's their goal?
0: Their goal is for him to play well but not make the Pro Bowl or get an All-Pro selection. So pretty much have last year's season, but without the All-Pro nod.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then they hope that the five or six highest paid safety in the league will stick? Yeah, exactly. Man, I don't even know. I don't know if Justin will have that then. I don't either. It's going to be tough. If they're not willing to make him the highest paid or one of, the, one of the couple highest paid guys, it's going to be tough uh, negotiating.
0: It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. Um, How about this, though? LDJ said something in there. It's the best reason I've heard yet for why the Broncos wouldn't sign Justin Simmons to a long-term deal, and that is Jamal Adams being available out there. (laughs) Look, if you get Jamal Adams, I'll forgive the sins of, uh, of not paying Justin Simmons.
1: Well, then there was a plan, right?
0: At least exactly. it would appear that it, that, that was for. the plan.
1: Exactly. Man, you think John's uh, thinking about this?
0: Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think it would be Vic who was thinking about it. Oh, and, man. Like, what if Vic told John, like, yeah, man, I like Justin Simmons. I can, uh, we can do some great things for him. But I love Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a, tr- is a defensive transformer.
1: Oh man. Now I know we talked about how the ideal combination would be Justin and Jamal, but let's say that, that Justin, you didn't want to pay Justin and then also pay Jamal. So Justin's out. So you're trading Justin to the jets. What do you, what else are you giving up in order to get Jamal? A third? Would you do it for a second? I would. Yeah. Yeah, man. If you're going to pay one of them to be the highest paid safety in the league, you'd definitely be okay with paying Jamal Adams to be the highest paid safety in the league. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's no defender that I like playing against the, I at least like playing against. There we go. uh, In Madden, other than Jamal Adams. He's the word. He makes me fumble every
0: time. That is so dumb. (laughs) They need to stop these, like they need to stop these things. That's not realistic. The same thing happens with Bobby Wagner. Like if Bobby Wagner, hits you with the hit stick you fumble that's that does not happen ever in real life no (laughs) almost never do you see a guy fumble just because he got hit so hard
1: yeah I mean it's like Derrick Henry's running at full speed and Jamal Adams comes out of nowhere and he just levels
0: Derrick Henry Derrick Henry goes backward (laughs) the ball's flying (laughs) yeah it's just uh, I I'm sorry I can't stand for that it's not (laughs) it's not realistic
1: the other Ryan says, my boys, I need some squeaky bum talk and feel goodness this Friday. I'd like to hear your top five and least five uh, running backs in Broncos history. You'll find my list below. No, I'm only including players that I was able to ex- extensively watch. Therefore, I'm excluding Hall of Famer Floyd Little and a very good running back in Otis Armstrong. His favorites, one, Terrell Portis, two, Clinton Portis, or Terrell Davis, two, Clinton Portis, three, Philip Lindsay, four, Mike Anderson, five, No. Sean Moreno. Honorable mention, Sammy Winder. Least favorite, Travis Henry. Second least favorite, Devontae Booker. Third, Lawrence Maroney. Fourth, Maurice Claret. Five, Jamal Charles. I hope that Melvin Gordon does not get added to this list. Have a wonderful weekend. DNV Army salute.
0: Huh, I mean, pretty good list on both sides. I would probably find a way to sneak Olandis Gary into my favorites. I loved the way he ran. Um, and then, I mean, the least favorite list is pretty solid. I, I, I don't even know if I need to go down that road.
1: Is, is Jamal Charles in that, though? It, it wasn't his fault.
0: Well, he uh, fumbled I guess he did in that. Yeah. Kansas City.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he did. About the worst place to fumble.
0: How about Devontae Booker fumbled on the first play of his career, first carry of his career, and uh, really got things off to a bad start. And then his
1: best play of his career was negated by a Garrett Holds penalty.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's a tough, tough thing, tough thing.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow! And then back-to-back comments coming in about the same person.
0: Wow, so Broncos guy 63, I'm just reading what he's saying. Kliss is a joke, that's all I've got.
1: And then we have LDJ coming in and says, P.S. Mike Kliss, shut up. You are literally painting narratives from the Broncos. Be your own man and not an Elway echo chamber. We see right through you. Bro, come on, man. Back to back.
0: Their words, not ours. Exactly. The big T, everyone's voice must be heard on the podcast. The rules. The big T. Yes, Mace, union over league all day long. I think they're talking about rugby. Uh, Crusaders, a great choice, best team in super rugby, and a rich history of uh, success and great players. Dan Carter, the greatest rugby player of all time, used to play there. Rugby back in Southern Hemisphere, F1 already back in a month, premiership football, UFC, and now the mighty sport of cricket has returned too. Surely this NFL season is going to go ahead now. Please wear your masks, people. Even if it only stops one person getting COVID, it might be enough to sway the NFL bosses and government officials to allow the NFL to go ahead this year. Got all my bits crossed. Sorry to Zach for making him read out all these damn foreign words. Next week, I'll post some cricket teams for you to read out too. LMAO, Zach, you do know what cricket is, right?
1: (laughs) I know what cricket is. Don't you worry.
0: Have a great weekend. Peace out. Love to all the big T.
1: Oh, man, I look like a darn fool yesterday, the Big T, trying to read all those words you had. <laughs> you <made> a, <laughs> from you the, may have got a chuckle. I didn't.
0: <laughs> from the Danimal, happy Friday, everyone. Hoping I get this one in soon enough, but I've got some fun trivia before the weekend. In the AFC Championship game leading up to SB50, which three players had the longest rushes of the game?
1: Has to be C.J. Anderson, right? He's got
0: to be one of them yeah but then it's to like Tom why Brady why is this, one of yeah. them yeah <laughs> I was gonna say I think Tom is probably in there it wasn't Peyton we would remember oh Peyton did have like a 12 yard run in that game I think that would be it then he would be in there are we going Peyton Tom and CJ no not Tom no <laughs> we're going Peyton would it have been James would it have been James White
1: it could have been. Yeah, whoever they're running. Oh, could it
0: have been a receiver on either side?
1: I don't
0: know. Um, 2015 AFC Championship.
1: Yeah, I can't wait till, the, uh, till next week. And I won't even be here to find out the answer. We've got to find out now.
0: Yeah, my guess is that Peyton is in there. That's the, that's the trick of this question. I'm going to go Peyton, uh, James White, and uh, C.J. Anderson. Wow, 40-year-old Peyton. Okay, I like that. Was this game played in 2016? Yep,
1: exactly. Those things always confuse me. Broncos me were Super Bowl 50 champions in the 2015 season, but it actually happened in 2016.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Another slow website grinding at Ryan Spears. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. When you look that up, speaking of Peyton Manning, I'll read the Manning face God's comment. He says, hey, guys, so this morning on Good Fo- Good Morning Football on NFL Network, Justin Simmons said that if the Broncos wanted to get a deal done, they could have. That's a pretty powerful statement, and it sure does not make oh. the Broncos look good. What could this comment mean for the relationship between Justin and the Broncos and the overall reputation of the Bronco player relationship? Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great day and great weekend. Well, you'll really have enjoyed our first segment, the Manning Face God. Speaking of Manning, Brian, is it Peyton?
0: Zach, you had it right, and I talked to you off of it.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: it, w- it was the two quarterbacks? Yes, it was no. CJ, Peyton, and Tom. No way.
1: <laughs> How long are these
0: runs? Uh, so CJ's longest run was 30. Peyton's longest run was 12. Oh, good remembering. And yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Tom Brady's longest one was eleven.
1: No way! What would the odds have been? Not just of of Peyton and right. I mean Peyton and Tom's rushing yards were probably half a yard. The over under was probably half.
0: Right. I think it's called the trifecta if you guessed the the first three horses in a race. Yep. If you had oh. guessed this trifecta,
1: <laughs> wow! That would have that would have paid, t- especially if you could have got that Tom and Peyton's runs would have been 10 plus yards
0: yeah I mean I bet you they're over under on rushing yards in that game was
1: uh, 0.5 yep <laughs>
0: yeah and they both
1: beat it by what 20 times over 20 yep. times <laughs> wow, wow.
0: Uh, next closest I was right though I did get the fourth James White had a run of eight yards
1: can you wow. imagine being a
0: starting running back who gets an eight yard run as your longest run
1: in the most important game of the
0: season but he only had 5 carries. Oh, were they Tom were Brady they, threw was, the ball 56 times. Wow, that's really
1: stupid. That is yeah. a stupid game plan against Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware.
0: Remember they thought that they could get um they wanted to get James White on the Broncos linebackers and they just kept on throwing the wheel route up the sideline yeah. and and Tom just couldn't hit it. Yeah yep exactly man
1: that it wasn't like they were down and had to throw the ball like they weren't down a crazy amount at all
0: oh man ronnie hillman had 11 carries for 16 yards in that game oh yikes he wasn't the leading rusher no cj 16 for 72 led all rushers by a lot
1: and then tom and Peyton right there
0: great trivia question i'm gonna keep that one in my back pocket yeah it really is a great one and you had it right you got it right <laughs> i'm I'm giving you full credit for it
1: just because i thought it was the most ridiculous thing not that because i actually thought that was right
0: <laughs> i thought yeah i thought it would be ridiculous enough that one of them would be in the top three
1: right right <laughs>
0: all right last one here's oh and we went over that one so uh is that done are we done done
1: just like that time flies when it's when you're fired up having fun on a friday
0: oh man great friday podcast always love hopping on on fridays it feels like we just we never miss on fridays
1: no no we're undefeated on fired up fridays
0: all right that's gonna wrap it up for us this week zach have a great vacation and we will see you in a couple mondays
1: thank you i will and man thank you guys so much for rolling with us it means so much and ryan absolutely love being on with you it is so much fun as always have a great week next week
0: all right and of course you got to hit up davidson's while you're uh before you hit up to the mountains get stocked up everyone hit up davidson's there's two locations one in centennial one in highlands ranch locally owned colorado sports fans all you could ask for and they have breck brews and everything else under the sun so head over to davidson's and get hooked up today <laughs>